Welcome back to the Nuts and Bolts podcast. Today, we are breaking down 2023. We're going to do a 2023 recap, the good, the bad, and the downright dirty. Let's find out who the winners and losers are and what's going to happen in 2024. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to Nuts and Bolts, where your deep dive into the evolving trends of the construction world. Your champions for business owners, entrepreneurs, and women making their mark in the industry. Join your hosts, Sue and Scott, as we shape the future of construction one episode at a time. Scott Challen from the QHI Group here, and I am with my very good friend, Sue, from Elevate Construction Marketing. And also, let's uh, give a bit of a shout out to Gilberto, the producer of our podcast from the Woo! podcast, Boss. Thank you, Yay. Gil. Thank you, Gil. Drum roll. And uh, we are sitting here today, and I'm about to pop the bubbies. Boom. And I'm about to make a sneaky mimosa. Thanks for the juice and the bubbles, guys. <laughs> we actually had a bit of an accident before. I, was, I bought in some champagne so we could... Have a drink while we celebrated our last episode and talk about the winners and losers. And I may have got a little bit excited prematurely and the cork popped out of my bottle and hit Sue in the forehead. It did. It did. With no word of a lie. And it flung off just like the bouncing ball of a head that I have. So, Scotty, what does that mean? Are you a winner or are you a loser? I reckon I was the winner because I didn't cop the cork in the forehead. And I'm sorry about Gil's roof and his carpet. A little bit overexcited there to get started on the podcast. And that's what happens when you don't buy really expensive champagne. Yep. Our last podcast of the year. Last one for the year. We've got through a few this year and we've built up a little bit of a following and a bit of a community, as you like to call it. I do. I think it's been a bit of fun. I'm looking forward to 2024. Not sure about the direction for next year yet, but I've I've really enjoyed unpacking the topics that we've had on yeah, so far. Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about today was who won, who lost, and what it looks like because we all know yeah. 2023 didn't look like 2022, did no, it? No, not at all. And if you're looking at me right now, this vision that you're seeing, Scott, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm a shell, okay? This is just a shell on the outside and I'm nearly dead on the inside. I can so. tell because you said to us before we started the podcast, hey, when you video this, can you put a double filter on me? Yes. Yes. Why, why did you need a double filter, So Tell uh, us what's just, going on inside there. Just make me look a little bit more human so people, you know, don't think there's a zombie apocalypse <laughs> coming at them when I walk out the front door. <laughs> it feels like it's been a zombie apocalypse all year. Despite yep. good planning, all of the uh, forecasting that we did at the start of the year, nothing, yep. nothing yeah. turned out the way it was meant to turn out. I've had a few conversations with people as well going, all right, give me some good because, you know, we know the bad. <laughs> we know we're all feeling this way and a few people are like, look, honestly, we made it. <laughs> that's what it is. You know, we're here. Yeah. We made it through. So That's a really good point because the when you get through a tough year, you can pretty much give yourself a pat on the back and go, okay, it didn't work out the way I thought it would. We've had to adjust and, like, we've been pivoting. Every month this yep. year with how many interest rate rises? 13. Now, you and I are both uh, heavily, heavily connected to the building industry. Yeah. And we know that if they're going to raise interest rates, who are they trying to fuck with? Small business. And? and? 
Consumers and homeowners, and homeowners. yeah. <laughs> the mortgage belt, yeah. our customers, yes. Yeah, here's a triple, quadruple, thirteen times whammy for you. Yeah, boom. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone actually have any confidence that the Reserve Bank know what the fuck they're doing? No, nah, you're shaking your head. No. How's your mortgage looking? Oh, man. <laughs> You know what? The funny thing is when I started my business, right, two years ago or whatever it was, and you crunch the numbers and you're like, is it viable to go out and do your own business? And you sit there and you're like, yep, I'm good. Could I have predicted the 13 rate interest rate rises between then and now? And then what does that look like? Yeah. As well. Yeah. Well, look, I've trained a lot of people over the years, mentored a lot of people in business. And uh, one of the things I've always been really proud of is being what I would call a recession-proof businessman or a salesman. Scott Challen from the QHI Group, a licensed builder, QHI, Queensland Home Improvements. Originally, we are your go-to patios, decks, carports, and all-round general home improvement builder go-to company. We are national, QHI National. It's now been rebranded to. You can find us by jumping on the web, searching up qhi.net.au. And if you're after a deck, patio, or carport project to be supplied and installed at your home, we are the people to call. 100% quality work using Australian-made Materials, supporting women in construction, supporting apprentices, growing our great country one building project at a time. QHI National, Scott Allen. What this year taught me, especially in the building industry with 2,000 plus building companies, like literally three, four a day going under this year, yeah. is that It's not just good to be personally recession-proof, but if you own a business, you're a small business entrepreneur, and we we reach out to our community out there of those people, Mm. your business needs to be watertight. It needs to be locked up, shut, and ready to rock and roll, because when the bad times come, they happen pretty quickly. Yeah, 100%. And you've seen that, uh, Sue. I know that your motto when things get tight is... uh, don't cut back on the marketing, increase your ad spend. Yeah, don't decrease your profits, increase your marketing. That's you know, I ran a it. workshop on the weekend actually and I had a fair few people come through and one of the guys actually said to me, you know, when I asked them what what was their takeaway, what was your takeaway from the day? And he was like, I didn't think marketing mattered in my business. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. <laughs> he had to pick me up off the floor. Yeah. And he's like, now I, I need it. I know I need it 100%. If you're not marketing your business, then yep. you've got something going on. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about the winners and losers of 2023. Yep. What we kind of see from our perspective happening in 2024. Yep. We're going to drink some bubbles. We are. Mimosa. Um, that wasn't me cracking another bottle and hitting Sue <laughs> in the forehead either. Um, <laughs> we, we, we're, uh, Sue's we, out. You're holding the thought on your own, Scotty. It's, <laughs> it's the Scotty show. Woo! One thing that I know I have well developed this year is my uh, alcohol habit. Gil's <laughs> cracking up over here, our, our podcast producer. So yeah, we must well, be doing something right. He's Spanish. They start drinking at lunchtime by nature anyway. So for him, this is just normal afternoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Great. So, who's our first winner and loser this year? <sighs> okay. Let's talk about these interest rate rises. Ooh, as if we haven't already. Oh, How God. many were there? Lucky number. 13. Unlucky for some, unlucky yeah. for others. Yeah. I was born on the 13th, so I've always okay. considered 13 to be a lucky number. Yeah. I really noticed the decline in business during the first eight. Yeah. The next five things plateaued out, and the last two or three probably haven't made that much of a difference. Not sure about you, Sue. What did yeah, you say? Yeah, definitely, 100%. And this, this is where, especially small business, like we spoke about before, they start looking at their costs, they start looking at marketing and advertising and what they're spending within their business. 
obviously cutting costs wherever they can. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. And then also as well, like you said before, being able to pivot my business model a little bit and um, help those that are then coming through the system now that maybe also can't afford that ongoing retainer fee or marketing fees. Yeah. So there's a little bit of both as well. People are cutting back or, you know, which scares me a little bit. I know we make a joke of it, don't decrease your profit, increase your marketing. But now is the time and you know this, that you want to build your pipeline. You want to start securing you know, that business to feed into the new year and whatnot. Yeah. A lot of people pull back on marketing over the Christmas period. But one of the things that we've done very successfully in our business is uh, during Christmas, we double down. Mm. Like we spend more during this period of the year because it's actually cheaper to advertise on Facebook and Google at this time of the year. You get more traction. And despite what people say that people go on holidays and they're not really focused on their homes. The reality is less people are traveling. They are at home. They're looking at their backyards. And from my business, especially in home improvements, they're going, we should be thinking about this project right now. And so it's a great time to get twice as many Google clicks and twice as many meta clicks. Yeah for the same price. Yeah. And the other thing is they're looking at their whole business structure. Do they then, are they leasing an office and then do they want to then bring that back into the house and maybe on your side have a granny flat or something out as an office in the backyard. So that whole structure as well. I know know, on a marketing sense, like one of my first lessons when I went out and did my own business is I was so naive and thought that no one would look at marketing in November and December. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I got double hit. down. I got hit. And then so for me this year it started actually a little bit earlier. September, October is when people started going, Okay, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing with our marketing? What are we doing with our business structures leading into twenty twenty four? So it's a good time to then review. So thirteen interest rate rises, who were the winners? Fixed rate mortgage holders. Fixed rate mortgage holders. They definitely won. Yeah. Although only for a small, small Yeah, well of time. for a small period of time. Another great winner was uh, self-funded retirees yes. and their, uh, their bank deposits. Yeah. You're finally starting to see some decent returns on uh, deposits now after, gosh, it must be 10 years of almost nothing. Yeah. Like barely keeping up with inflation. So. Yeah, yeah. I think the statistics are only one third of the population mortgage holders. So yeah. one third of them are those that own their own home and the other third are ones that rent. Yeah. So, and there's um, another third who are mortgage the mortgages. Yeah, so you've yeah. got third, third, and third. Yeah. yeah. So that makes up the numbers. Yeah. But yeah. those renters have got a house owned by someone. It's an investment. Yeah. Right? So those interest rate rises, if you're a mum and dad, Gen Xer, you bought that second property as an investment with your equity, mate. Yeah. Are you doing okay right <laughs> the now? The great Australian dream. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when they start talking about crazy shit like rent caps mm. and rent freezes. Mm. And I'm a free market libertarian, as most of you would have picked up from the podcast so far. So <laughs> when I see politicians fucking with the process, yeah. I start getting scared. Yeah. Don't trust those guys as far as I can throw them. Now, I'm curious. Okay, so we've got all these people that are on fixed rate, and then we've got all these people that are on interest. They are variable rates that yep. have copped each interest rate. Yep. Would you rather be on fixed rate and then come off and then have overnight your mortgage doubled or tripled, or would you Mm. have rather copped it along the way? I can only talk from personal experience, and I'll I'll dig back a little further here. When I went through my uh, my divorce, I've been married twice, my first wife, when we broke up and I went through the divorce, I went on to interest-only repayments on my house in order to stabilize my finances, because divorce is a shit thing. Like They they basically bankrupt you. And I went on to interest-only for, I think it was a maximum of five years in that loan period, but that saved my house. The house went up in value. 
and stabilize my finances. Mm. So I say, whatever you need to do. If you think a variable rate is the right option that's going to save you now and you can, you've got the option to pull back to an interest only, yep. then I say grab it. This isn't going to last forever. They'll be pulling interest rates back on my 2024 early forecast, yep. I reckon, within 12 months because I think they've over, overcooked it. Yep. So I think if whatever you've got to do to keep your feet in there right now, you do what you've got to do. Yeah, I wouldn't lock yourself in for too long right now. I wouldn't trust it. Say play the market and if you can pull it back to interest only, they may feel like you're not getting ahead, but trust me when I say your house is going up $2,000 a week just by you living, shitting and breathing in there. So, mm, Good point. There you go. What would you rather do, Sue? So? Mm, I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> not have them, to be honest. I'd rather not have an interest rate rise. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> Excuse me, Santa. This is my wish. Like... Well, it's a really blunt instrument. When you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. The Reserve Bank is a hammer. It's full of people that have been there for you know, 20, 30 plus years. Uh, Michelle Bullock, the new governor of the RBA, she was started there in the 19th. 80s. She literally has no real world experience. Are these the right people to be managing the finances and the economy of the country? It's literally clubbing a baby seal to death on the ice when they use interest rates to slow down an economy. There are so many other things they can do. Regrettably, ideologues like this Labor government aren't going to do the things that need to be done, like increase productivity instead yeah. of clubbing mortgage holders to death. What's yeah. the point of that? Why, why bash people? Yeah. Why bash them? Why do some people have to suffer so that other parts can do well? Yeah. Anyway, Good point. that's my take. <laughs> I love another champions. Hey. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> You're listening to Nuts and Bolts Podcast with Sir Rogan and Scott Challen. All right, let's chat about women in the workplace. Oh, I know you love women in the workplace. I do, I do. Yeah. Go. And the gender the go. <laughs> and she's off. <laughs> it's Alicia. Let's pop it again. So we'll let it go. Gender pay gap. All right. So let's be honest. We have made some traction in this place. I'm a little bit proud. Okay. A little bit. Do I think <laughs> You do you. <laughs> It's one of those things. Do I think that men and women can do the same job and get this paid the same amount? And, you know, potentially there's different circumstances as well. But it's not about, um, it's just about reducing that gender pay gap, you know, and then supporting women in the industry and and what we're doing in that space as well, maternity leave and paid maternity leave and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Have you had a staff member go out on maternity leave yet? No, I haven't. No. Wait, till, have. wait till you, wait till <laughs> okay. you deal with that moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a little bit sore. Oh, no, so. father of four daughters sitting here. Trust me, when I want women to get paid the same amount of money yeah. as men, I, no, I, it's actually illegal to pay women less for the same role. Yep. Yep. But the gender pay gap exists. It does. <laughs> 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 Bottle number four. I know. We're getting there. We're getting there, guys. Nah, this is getting on, interesting. Sue. I know. So have women look, made gains in the construction industry this year? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, look, I don't have the exact statistics, you know, and it's not only about getting women into the construction industry. It's about retention, upskilling, oh, yeah. you know, providing those resources, um, providing those opportunities, all of that sort of stuff. So, mm. yeah, definitely we've made, you know, this is a win. Like yep. I'm so proud of what we've done um, within the industry and, um, I can't wait to support it more. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, any pregnant women out there looking for a job, contact me. <laughs> yes. I'll literally, I'll employ you, Down syndrome, missing a chromosome, one-armed, three legs. I couldn't care less. I At 3.5% unemployment in this weird-ass economy, I don't care. I don't yeah. care what gender you are. I don't care what color your hair is. Yep. You want to dress as a unicorn, just come to work, make sure you don't piss on the floor. Yeah. 
I'll yeah, give you a job. Yes, women have made advances in the construction industry this yeah. year. Yeah. Winners, yay. Who are the losers from women <laughs> in the construction so industry? I'm so sincere. Who are the losers from women in the construction industry this year? Uh, so what have we got? Industries or companies with stagnant or widening gender pay gaps, forced scrutiny and potential reputational damage. Woo. Whose reputation? The business. The, the businesses. businesses. Yeah, if they're seen to, they're seen to be not supporting women. You know, then their reputation gets damaged. Oh my God! Are you saying there's a thought police out there on LinkedIn that will crucify <laughs> you if you aren't seen to be supporting women in the construction Watch industry? Watch out! We're coming for you, real, yeah. real. Call <laughs> <laughs> it Narwick. Oh, no, never. Oh, we can cut that. Hey, Gil, we'll cut that. No, no I'm not <laughs> no, saying that they're thought police. I mean, you know, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. they're out there doing the best thing they can for women in construction, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know. Uh, like, this is really good. Um, oh, well, look, I wanted to have this topic in here because I wanted to say, have we decreased the gender pay gap? I don't have the statistics in front of me. Yep. Are there more women in construction now than there were at the start of the year, given we've had 2,000 building companies go broke? Yes, there's more. Do you think and compliance- And younger too, which is great. Do you think those 2,000 building companies, that some of them went broke trying to comply with things like maternity leave and all that other stuff? Maybe. Maybe. Government regulation, red tape, green tape. Yeah. Yep. It's totally possible. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. But, you know, so I love it's pushing not, your buttons, Sue. I know you do. Uh, I just love it when you squirm. Let's, let's go. Oh. But it's not only getting women into construction industry, it's opening their mindset. We need whatever the industry is or the role is, we need it. Like, so if we're talking, if someone wants to be a lawyer, we need construction lawyers. If someone wants to be an accountant, we need specialized accountants. So it's like just making people aware that the construction industry as a whole has just so much opportunity, not only just being on the tools, but, yeah, I know you love pushing my buttons. <laughs> oh, no, it's not, it's not even that. I guess, look, when I sit back and I look at 2,000 building companies that have gone under in the last 12 months, I just get cynical on where we tweak the edges to make things fairer yeah. when, in my mind, all we need to do is keep the doors open. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I take a bit more of a pragmatic approach to it. I love nothing more than seeing the advancement of any oppressed people anywhere in the world, yeah. but at the cost of, if the business is going to fail because of, yeah. if everyone's going to lose their job because of, yeah. then it becomes a different story for me. And I guess this year has been a real eye-opener because we haven't seen a real recession, and it is a recession out there right now. The GDP per capita is plummeting in this country. The standards of living are plummeting in this country. There are literally 10 cities along the river in Brisbane, as we speak right now, at what cost? Mm. You know, what got us here? Yeah. And I say poor leadership got us here. Yeah. I'd love to see more women in the construction. Like I said, we have vacancies right now. Call us. We'll put you on. Yeah, 100%. Go. Yeah. And then I guess you know me well enough. It's not just getting them on the tools or in the trade or whatnot. Mm. It's just, it's like the whole empowerment thing as well for me too and supporting them and, yeah. and doing what we can to help. But like, I'm the same as you. Like, I would love a male digital marketer. Like, yeah. I would love a man, like sure. or a male in yep. my space. Yeah. And I can tell you at one place where the gender pay gap is pretty significant, OnlyFans. <laughs> it is true. Chicks earn way more money on there than the dudes. Is that yeah. fair? Maybe they Are have dicks nicer feet. worth as much as vaginas on OnlyFans? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, but that's fine. 
<laughs> Look, I don't know enough about the platform, to be honest. I don't um, spend enough time on there, yeah, full disclosure. Yeah. yeah, fair call, actually, fair call. None of us really want to know. I'm only going on by what I told wifey, we can do if you're listening. research, though, surely, on that. <laughs> Gil, quickly, punch that up. My <laughs> account. It's not true. Let's get Gil in for an episode next year. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we should interview Gil. <laughs> yes. All right, number three. Building companies, 2,000 plus, I would say, because that number's climbing, went broke. Yeah. Yeah. And why did they go broke? Winners and losers in the building industry. Yeah. Well, definitely not the 2,000 that went broke. Yeah. The winners were people that picked up employees from the 2,000 that went broke. Yeah. Yeah, we picked up some great builders around the country from some companies. And I'm, in all honesty, I, in all the years I've been in this industry, I've never had more tradesmen reach out to me looking for work than I've sent in the last 12 months. Yeah, nice. So yeah. positive for us, picked yeah, up good. more labour um, and more skilled labour. Yeah. But not positive when I think about all those hopes, dreams and uh, no. and investments that have gone sideways. And you know what? It left a bit of anxiety in the market too, as in when people were wanting to purchase a home or building yeah. a home, they tarnished them, all the builders with the same sort of brush. Yeah. Good luck yeah. getting a politician to say the number 2,000. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Gosh yeah. knows I've tried. I've been to plenty of meetings with them in this year. I've bitched at them pretty hard, sure bailed them up in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked them in the eye and said, what do you know about this? And they all looked at me and went, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi guys, Sue Rogan from Elevate Construction Marketing. We are your digital marketing experts. Elevate Construction Marketing specializes in construction, trades and property. We offer digital marketing, social media marketing, videography, photography and anything that we can get our hands on to help support the construction and building industry. I'm super passionate about this. Having a digital marketing person that uh, specializes in construction means that I understand what's going on in the industry. I've got credibility and I also understand the advertising requirements. When it comes to the building and construction industry, there is specific advertising requirements that the QBC set out that you need to adhere to. And I will be able to guide you through that. So Sue Rogan, Elevate Construction Marketing, your digital marketing specialist in construction trades and property. So and maybe, again, that's just helped people pivot their business model a bit, yeah. adapt AI. Can we say that as well? Like, yep. let's bring AI into it, you know, yep. automating your business and, and your business model and streamlining things that you may not have or you may have had a role for someone before and didn't. Yep. Or maybe they had to then adapt theirs, scale back. But of course, at 3.5% unemployment in this country, really the only people that aren't working are 75-year-olds. <laughs> it's significant that we can't find people. Yeah. Um, you say that you would love to find a male counterpart for you yeah. in your business, right? Yeah. But good luck finding one, right? Right. So we talk about AI. Well, the pluses of AI for me are that I'm not looking to replace people. I'm looking to scale my business using AI tools because yeah. I can't find people. Yeah. AI for me will give us the opportunity to create more business yep. because we don't have to have real bums on seats. Yeah. And that's what they say. AI doesn't replace jobs. It replaces tasks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, my little catchphrase. Yeah. People so are, we can do more with less. Yeah, exactly. Or it alleviates people in their roles. If you can take a task away from them, what does that give to them? More yeah. time to improve or upskill and do more in the business. So why did 2,000 building companies go broke? <clears throat> Government, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can blame the cabal for everything. <laughs> I say that slightly. <laughs> 
Yeah, government definitely played their part. Um, yep. During COVID, they allowed companies to trade whilst insolvent. Yep. And the reality is a lot of building companies out there trade pretty close to the margins anyway. Mm-hmm. So when you allowed them to trade insolvent, then pumped them up with JobKeeper mm. and then added in a stack, an absolute stack of material price rises and input increases. Yep. Most of them were just literally walking zombies. Yeah. And hey, let's let five million people into the country at the same time and increase demand. Oh, oh come on, Sue. Five million's a bit exaggeration. It was only a million. Look, that's inflated. <laughs> Full disclosure. It was only a million. Come on, Sue. <laughs> what are you talking about? And we're, we're just creeping. playing catch up. <laughs> we're creeping there. Yeah. But let's increase demand as well. Yeah, right? I've never seen so many Uber drivers in the country. Like yeah. <laughs> two years ago, I couldn't even get an Uber to come to my house. Now, when I hit the button, I've literally got them lined up out the front. They're six deep. Yeah. <laughs> and their name's Sandeep. <laughs> I wasn't being racist to my Indian counterparts out there. Well, it's been great having you guys today. Thanks so much for being on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a wrap. (laughs) The losers, uh, of course, being the building companies that couldn't withstand the financial pressures. We know that that's been pretty tough for them. Who are the winners out of 2,000 building companies going broke? Other than us, like, picking up more labour, who else benefited from that? Question. Mm. Maybe the other builders, like the other ones, either um, the smaller building companies were able to scale, yeah. especially with the big builders that went down. Yeah. We won't name names, but then they were able to pick up that work or then build their reputation as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What about some of the um, the really big, too big to fail building companies, like your Lend Leases and your John Hollands and your Hutchies, right? Have yep. they benefited? What do you reckon? Well, I reckon you have more exposure to them than I do because you know people that are probably a bit more connected to them, especially in their contracting businesses. Yeah. Yes, I would say they benefited or without going into it too much and received nice little handouts to to pull them out of the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice little handouts Hmm. because we've heard some pretty savage rumors this year about some of these really, really big guys that were like a Jenga stack literally tottering on one a stick in the bottom of the yeah, pile, yeah. yeah? We've yeah. all heard those rumours. Yeah. What keeps them afloat? As in? Government, government projects. How much have they blown out this year? Yeah. Yeah, some of those Victorian projects for the Commonwealth Games that blew out from $3 billion to $12 billion. Yeah. How much has Cross River Rail uh, blown Blown out out. so far. We're talking Queen's Wharf. Like, how much has that blown out? (laughs) A lot of those businesses or construction companies. Well, it hasn't blown out if you're one of the tunnelers on the project earning $300,000 a year. Maybe that's what blew out. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's watch that space. A lot of those um, contractors will go under because they quoted at a price and the project has blown out. Let's circle back on that on forecast for 24. Yes. What's next yeah. on our list? Social media. Ooh, here we go. Winners what? and losers in what 2024. Hasn't that space changed oh so my much in the last 12 months? Oh, my gosh. What was the big shake up there? TikTok's taken off. TikTok's the thing. You love your TikToks, I do you? love my TikToks. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Although I still feel very old for it, but yeah. I don't know, I do. sir. I've been watching you crunch wide these things for about two years now. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bit of a kick out of it. Yeah, I, I enjoy your TikToks. Yeah, yeah. No, fun. you go good. Yeah, yeah. thanks, mate. Yep. Thanks. It's cheers, pretty great to three views still. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I got 15, not true. I got 15,000 on my last one. Thank yeah. you. I was uh, watching it climb and, and the whole family just, knew about it. Let me just give a massive plug to Elevate Construction. Marketing. If you're looking for a TikTok advantage, <laughs> we've also seen LinkedIn climb. Oh my god! Okay, so you know I love LinkedIn. I know oh, you love LinkedIn. 
So we are seeing that space and we are, okay, this is another little plug, but we are just seeing huge results within that space, yep. professionally speaking. Yep. And what a different platform and people are becoming more open to it. Sure. At first, you know, they didn't understand it. It's a completely different platform when you're talking TikTok and Facebook and yep. whatnot. So it was more of a, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to post, you know. Yep. But now everyone's going, okay, I want to learn LinkedIn and, and how can you network yep. and utilize it for your business and scale yeah. your business. Yeah, and uh, look, I can attest to that, Sue, um, in all honesty and, and full disclosure, um, took over my LinkedIn account earlier this year and took me from 50 followers to 7,000 yeah. or so, and yeah. I'm literally bombarded every day with business opportunities, offers, opportunities to align with other companies. There's all sorts of stuff that's coming from it. Yeah. It's huge. In fact, to the point where I've had to go, let's back this off a little because I can't <laughs> keep up with it. So yeah, <laughs> Doing too good of a job. Too good of a job. But the yeah. other thing is we're also still seeing the great migration from the South. So we're still, still seeing people come up from yep. New South Wales and yep. Victoria. So yep. LinkedIn's been amazing for them in the yep. regards of employment opportunities, yep. connecting with people, so that sort of thing as well. So we've yeah. seen, yeah, TikTok and LinkedIn have scaled definitely this year. We've had some good recruiting results out of LinkedIn as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a crystal ball. Everyone asks me what the next platform is. I don't know. I guess I'll wake up and find out the same time as you guys. Yeah. Well, we'd look, we saw last year the takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk. Yep. Let that sink in. Yeah. And I yeah. thought it was one of the greatest moments in social media I've ever seen in my life. I've <laughs> seen Twitter transform. Everything's X. a transformation these days. Everything's <laughs> transforming into something else, becoming yeah. X. X. <laughs> and I heard recently that advertising on X is really, really cheap. Mm-hmm. Have you heard much about that? I haven't. Mm-hmm. No. I'll Opportunities. Have to yeah, one. come across my desk. Apparently, to get the same amount of eyeballs that you'd get on Meta, it's about a quarter of the price. Okay. Yeah, so interesting. Is that because a lot of people potentially might have pulled back out of X, like for ideology reasons? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not across X as much as I should be. You don't tweet? No, I don't tweet. I send you tweets. I know you do. You send me TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> That's our relationship. There yeah, we go. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we Usually are... you're sending me stuff of bridges collapsing and shit. Yes, like, yeah. Going, oh, Jesus, yeah. this cranes falling oh, over yeah, or setting yeah. on fire. Yeah. yeah. I'm sending you tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no one can look away from a train wreck, right? No, you know? that's right. We just see train wrecks in different places. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, so we've seen some interesting trends. Um, I'm seeing people come away from Google and target more towards Facebook yep. as well. I'm um, seeing some great response or results in those. Also seeing people not advertise on TV as much. Yep. So all those TV advertisers are now then coming onto social media platforms. Yep. So I guess my pitch would be if you're thinking about advertising on social media, like it's now. Yep. The same as radio advertising. So perhaps radio advertising is slowing down and they're coming onto Spotify and those types of those sure. types of listening platforms. Yeah, yeah, really good point, actually. Yeah. Now, I never listen to the radio anymore. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't pay me to spend money on radio. Yeah. But, uh, and even to the point where we traditionally have run regional television advertising around Australia because it's been really good value, good bang for buck, yeah. to the point where we don't see any result from it now compared yeah, to our social media right. spend. Yeah, big That's difference. That's interesting because you, yep. your space, a lot of it is regional. Yeah. And yeah. we have a great logistics network where we can get stuff regionally and build yep. regionally as well. Yeah. But tell television just isn't getting the cut through that it used to anymore. I'm not saying it's not the right fit in some audiences, in some programs. Like if you're in Townsville watching The Block, 
you're still going to get great numbers. That's it. But you're going to pay top dollar for that position yeah. as well. And what would you get if you put that money into Meta? Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But what we saw over Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend mm-hmm. was a double in the cost on Meta yeah. you know, and in Google as well. It was twice as much for the same clicks. And so everyone's fighting for the same eyeballs, right? Yeah. So is it worth it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And even like um, on the workshop that I ran last weekend, I went into this book, for example, has a bidding strategy. So if you've got two companies that have exactly the same targeted demographic, exactly the same audience, exactly the same ad, and one ad spend is higher than the other, then obviously the higher ad spend will get the yeah. will get the views. Yeah. So then I think this space as well is becoming a lot more complicated, mm. um, which is why I like running workshops, obviously, yeah. But so I can coach people a little bit. But then it's just changing and it's just changing at such a rapid pace. Yeah, but the tools you've got to work mm. in those platforms now are incredible. Yep. Like if you've got multiple brands, being able to manage those multiple brands in one location is really, really handy with Meta. Yeah, yeah. And same with Google as well. Yeah. And so, for example, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much. But you can do like A-B testing. So you can have two campaigns running yeah. at the same time yep. and then figure out which one works better than the other. Well, we've recently started doing that with some of our e-commerce websites as well. Where yeah, we're running yeah. virtually two versions of the website website with yep. slightly different changes within those websites and yep. seeing how people respond to the friction points within the website to actually transact easier. Yeah. So it's not just in advertising, it's in actual e-commerce shop fronts too. Yeah. So if you're a small business entrepreneur out there and you're playing around in that social media space and e-commerce space, mm. I'd say 2024 is going to be a winner for you because yeah. the tools are only going to get better. Yeah. And jump on and definitely get your hands dirty and learn as much as you can. Like you oh, can enroll have... in one of Sue's courses. Yes. <laughs> Let me come teach you. But yeah, so a huge, huge space when we're talking social media and digital marketing. I've seen a lot of results with email marketing as well. So we do a little bit of email marketing campaign. I know I receive your emails, so yeah. I'm on your database. You are, <laughs> absolutely. Do. We do bulk mail outs quite regularly and we also um, reinforce that with text messages, bulk texting as well. Yeah. So I hate to be that company that spams you, but God damn it, Domino's text me every day at about yeah. 2 p.m. to try and sell me a pizza. So I'm not as bad as those bastards. <laughs> yes. They know when I'm hungry. Yeah. Are they yeah. reading my mind? So, yeah, definitely. Let's watch this space with social media. It's changing. AI is coming on as well. I know I've mentioned that before. Try and see if you can automate your business or any of the tasks. I would say that a lot of those 2,000 building companies that went under didn't have strong social media game. Yeah. That's going to be my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2024, if you're not on it and in it and you are constantly contenting on it, and you're insane. I read recently that when consumers are doing their due diligence to purchase, they will look at a product up to 11 to 12 times online yep. before purchasing. And if you don't have enough content to reinforce that amount of researching, then you're probably not going to get the sale. Yeah. Can we also, I'm just going to take another minute no. here. <laughs> That's it. We're going. We're going. You love taking a minute. <laughs> I do. I love. Let's have a quick chat about personal branding too. Like I know we talk about business branding and as in branding your products and services and what you do and all of that. But personal branding is so important these days as well, especially now and especially whilst the economy is tight as it is and people are wanting to spend their money with good people and not big brands. Also, within your own social media marketing initiatives, please also consider your personal branding, who you are, where you came from, your team and all of that sort of stuff as well. It's super, super important. Yeah. If you were starting a new business today, what do you think 
a couple of key things that you should put online about your business? What should be some content that you have there that's juicy for people to rip into? Yeah, definitely. So where you came from, a good backstory. People want to support businesses that have come from somewhere. Also, credibility is a huge one too. If you've received awards, if you do anything in the community, if you support any charities, that sort of thing as well. Of not only your, uh, obviously your products and services, but then remember with marketing, you're always trying to solve a problem, right? So it's not like, hey, buy Coke, you know, or whatever, but it's like the refreshing, like. Not all your concrete is out there. Don't, <laughs> don't go and buy Coke right now. Well, Sue said I should go buy Coke. <laughs> but yeah, so you're trying to solve a problem. So what is it? What is it that you're changing the life of? You know, for example, for your smart kits. It's so good and I just love what you do as well. But like you're giving people the power to build and create something for themselves. Obviously, it increases the value of their home and and all of that really great stuff as well. But then it takes away or it gives them an opportunity to not have to go out and get a good contractor and, you know, maybe that's why the 2000 went bust. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, well like, that played a part. But, yeah, look, you yeah. know, it's hard to find good tradesmen. A big chunk of people want to have a go out there. So all we yeah. did with Smart Kits was empower people to believe that they could do it. Yeah. And when you finally convince someone that they have the internal fortitude, strength and skill set to have a crack, Yeah. I say just go to Bunnings any Saturday afternoon and tell me how many people are walking around the DIY section looking to have a crack. Yeah. That's encouraging to me. Aussies are resilient people. Yeah. And um, when we don't have enough money to pay a tradesman, we're going to give it a go. Yeah. So show them how to do it. Yeah. So empower people. Yeah, you know, that's, that's you're way. solving a problem. That's what you're doing with marketing. You're yeah. solving a problem the consumer has or that your audience or whoever's buying your product or service has. Yeah, it's almost pointless to replicate somebody else's business. Like just to go, oh, I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to do it 10 bucks cheaper. Yeah. No, give us a point of difference. Yeah. Like, show me what you do differently. What's and your so when you talk about your personal branding, yep. one of the things that we've done really well through your help as well, Sue, I might add, mm-hmm. is personal branding. Because yep. if you're going to be the face of a business, tell your story. Just get up there, be honest about where you come from, what you've done, where you got your hands dirty and why you do what you do. And if you're passionate about it, trust me, it'll come through every single time. Yeah. That was a, a big breakdown of that. Thank you for no, you're welcome. That I know you love personal branding, Sue. <laughs> I All do. right. This is Nuts and Bolts with Sue and Scott. Next winners and losers in 2023, small business entrepreneurs. Who was the winner here? This is an interesting topic. We could probably do this across a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we probably could. Let's make pencil out winning for October 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Winners, small businesses that pivoted. We spoke about that before. Pivoting, including AI or replacing tasks, not jobs, digital transformation. I know I've touched on that. Um, Unique value proposition. It's like, why are people buying off you? What's your differentiation? These are the winners, the people that can actually look outside the box and go, you know what? And then, you know, so I did it within my business too. So I have retainer clients. I have people that pay me every month to do their marketing. And then I also saw a space for people to wanting to learn it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll set up some coaching sessions and I'll take coaching workshops. Jeez, so you diversified. (laughs) This is why I'm so tired and I need two filters on the camera. (laughs) Yeah, diversified, diversified, diversified. So you set up a side hustle to the main business this year where you're training people. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And Love you know it. what? It's so rewarding. Okay. So my job or my role and my business and whatever you want to call it, it's rewarding regardless. I sure. love it. Yeah. But to have that, to empower people and give them that aha moment where they're like, oh my God, you know, and then I'll follow their pages and I'll see what they're doing. And I'm like, I get goosebumps. I'm like, this is amazing. And yeah. it just, we're all here for a purpose. And sure. 
we've all got something to offer. That's actually a really, really good point. We set up a couple of new businesses this year as side hustles, yep. uh, a building approval company and yes. also another business that sells steel online, just stick length steel. You want to buy a sheet or a roof sheet, for example. And it's not that they are going to be the main breadwinners in our business, but they are an easy side hustle to what we already do that we already had capacity for and didn't interrupt the flow of our current work. Right. Now, I had a tiler working at my house recently. I did a double story extension, if you've been following my story online. And uh, And he did a great job talking to the young fella and he knew tiling inside out. And I had a chat to him about the side hustle. And he was keen to teach people how to tile. Yeah. Because there's always people out there that want to have a crack that couldn't afford his services, but Jesus, they wanted to know how to do it. Yeah. What a great way to supplement his business. A hundred percent. And then Bunnings do DIY workshops. Yeah. You know, he could do that easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bunnings are good like that, hey? Yeah. They, do, they do workshops on how to do stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Great place to, uh, to upskill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they usually don't charge from memory, right? I haven't done one in a while, but they usually... Yeah, one of my kids decorated a uh, gingerbread house down there the other week. It didn't cost anything. I had to buy a sausage at the Bunnings at the, store, <laughs> at the stall downstairs for the men's shed. I think that was all it was. Apart from all the tools that you walked out with. You yeah, know, maybe yeah it's a... I do have a tool addiction. <laughs> maybe it's a bit of a lost leader for Bunnings. Get him in and teach him some free DIY and the dads walk out with a bunch of tools. Uh, yeah, the Bunnings near my place has got it dialed in because they got a popcorn machine in there and when you walk in, it's oh. the first thing you smell is whole popcorn, right? And so you associate that with going to the movies, doing great things with your family. And it's like, I'm just going to come in here and wander through 63 aisles so I can have a cup of free popcorn. I love it. Is that a good side hustle for Bunnings? I love it it so much. I'm profit. I love it. So if you're a small business entrepreneur and you've had one of those years where you feel like you're pretty burnt out and you're a shell of a person. What's the yeah. diversification option for you? Look around you. What do you do? What do you do well? What what other things can you do yeah. that you can throw in the mix here that isn't going to mess with your system yeah. but can increase your revenue? Because yeah. I say if you throw in three or four side hustles, as we've done over the last five years, yeah. and each one of those side hustles brings you in another 5 to 10%, well, we increased our revenue by 50%. Mm. Boom, straight up. Yeah. And then also, what other, not just the platforms, but where else can you share your knowledge? For example, you and I are here today doing podcasts, you know, which is new to us this year. Did we start this year? Yeah, we did this year. (laughs) If I was going to launch a brand new business from scratch, we'd like, you know, we've already got, you and I both got our content out there. But if we're going to start from scratch, I would be 100% getting into Gil's uh, podcast studio here, something along these lines, and recording an hour (laughs) podcast about why you do what you do. What better content to put up there? Or if you're not ready and you're starting your business, look around and see if you can be a guest on a podcast, sure. right? Put it out. There's plenty of Facebook groups yep. that are looking for podcast guests. Yep. And then you can cut your teeth a little bit on that way as well. Yeah, great way to do it. And you know what? It doesn't have to be long form either. You yeah. can start with it. A lot of people get really nervous about doing stuff like this when you can just start with a couple of minutes. Yeah. Just a couple of minutes talking at the camera. Yeah. A couple of minutes talking to yourself. Yeah. It all starts to build up. Yeah. And Aww. eventually you'll be like Sue sitting here, podcast professional. <laughs> With Scotty. Hey. <laughs> All right. it's, it's been a long journey from 15 years in business ownership to be sitting here talking about uh, this this <laughs> afternoon, one week out from Christmas, trust me. Yeah. Oh, a week um, and a half out. Are we a week and a half out from Christmas? Mm. Although this episode will probably come out somewhere next week, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Gil, 
Who are the losers from uh, this year's uh, small business entrepreneurs? <sighs> small businesses heavily reliant on physical foot traffic. Oh, yeah. So let's I'd, talk about- I hate to be in a shopping centre yeah. relying on people walking in right now. Yeah. I still don't trust those fucking government things after COVID. Yeah. You know, like they shut doors on businesses. Imagine yeah. doing that shit. Imagine having that hanging over your head. I don't know how anyone does it. Yeah. E-commerce, yeah. we're open 24 hours a day. Yeah. We don't stop. Yeah. Right? But if you were relying on foot traffic- Wow. Yeah, and especially now, I don't know why or everyone's you know, losing it <laughs> for whatever reason, but there's just people are just not nice. I don't know how retail owners do it, you know, or retail shop fronts do it with people and especially around Christmas too. And mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's an indictment, sad indictment of society when you walk into a shop and there's a sign at the front that says, please be respectful to our staff. Yeah. Please don't yell at anyone in here. <laughs> yeah, don't make you know, us cry. Please be kind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they're kind of imploring you to go, look, I know you're all stressed. I know you're all assholes, but please don't yell at my people. I'm struggling to keep them. Yeah. So yeah, shop fronts, you know, whether it be beauty, retail, whatever it might be, even yeah. food. I've seen so many cafes and coffee yep. shops close yep. down, which is really sad. I've seen a number of businesses go under in this last 12 months because of marriage breakup as well, like relationships not working mm. well, which has added financial pressure to the family and the business going sideways as a result of that as well. Yeah. yeah. And not that we're going to get into marriage counselling here, but like anything in life, good communication, kids, if you can talk it out, you can work it out. Mm. Okay, so I guess that comes down to lack of access to resources and poor financial planning with these small businesses. But poor uh, financial planning, who could have forecast 13 interest rate rises in a row? Yeah. yeah. The fastest interest rate rises in the history of our country. Yeah. Right. Like that, don't take that lightly. Yeah. You just survived the great plague of 2020. Yeah. As well as the interest rate uh, rocket ship back to back. And then the threat of nuclear Armageddon hanging over your head with Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. And then Israel and so Palestine. Then how do like, we... Honestly, how does anyone sort of sleep at night with distress? <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll throw it back your way then. How do we adequately financially plan for that, for the unforeseen? Say, for example, we don't know if there's going to be 13 rate interest rate rises or 13 interest rate rises. It could be 13 year. more yet. How do we adequately financially plan for that? Yep. I have one answer to that. No matter how much money you've got in the bank or stashed away, it's not enough. Mm. No matter what. Whatever yep. you think you have that you think is enough, it's not enough. You keep stacking, kids. You keep stacking it. Whatever it looks like, property, Bitcoin, gold, silver, I don't give a shit. You stack it and you stack it and you stack it and you never stop stacking. Yeah. And then you'll be recession proof. Okay. Keep stacking 2024. Keep stacking in 2024. <laughs> Whatever is of value, you keep stacking it. If you've got access to secondhand tools that you could sell on the market later on, yep. you stack them. You got access to repairing furniture in your back shed on the weekends, you get ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another loser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Charlton. <Chalamet>, no, <laughs> no, I no, yeah, go on, get me with another loser. <laughs> I'm going to pop some more champagne. <laughs> uh, so businesses that had inadequate online presence. So actually, I could say I won't go into it too much. I've got a retail shopfront client of mine who is starting to see the downturn. And then they came to me and said, right, this is it. Pivot moment. We need to do something. And I'm actually quite proud of them because they've just taken it on and been able to recession proof or yep. financially proof their business. But any of those ones that didn't, 
you know, have an online presence. And I understand people don't know how or it's too much or take it in small chunks. Like just just take small bites at it at having an online presence. Yeah. I think people think marketing is this big bubble that they have to have in their business. Just start small and yeah. try and build your online presence. Yeah, 100%. That's not an easy pivot to make, but it's certainly something we've been advocating ever since we started the podcast, right? Yeah. Online presence, marketing, yeah. you know, keep selling yourself, keep selling what you do, keep doubling down on that. When the advertising's cheap, spend more money on it. Yeah. You know, over this Christmas period, people will be at home. They want eyeballs. They got eyeballs. They want to look at your business. Yeah. Spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Forecast for twenty twenty four, Sue. Where do we see ourselves? Drum roll. Uh, where's that crystal ball? You've gone. Uh, bottle of champagne. Bottle of champagne. Let's look into the bottle of champagne and read the tea leaves. Here we go. Forecast for twenty twenty four. Where do you think we'll be in twelve months' time, mate? I got no idea. Like I. (laughs) Sorry, that's that's Sue's financial forecast for next year. There's a little bit of a tear that came out of my eye. I'm still trying to get through this. I am always optimistic, always. You know, that's who I am. What I see from my industry and marketing is that people are now taking marketing seriously. Sure. They're very much investing in themselves, in their business, whether they have the money to financially or the capacity to financially invest in retainers or whether they attend a workshop. And yeah, I'm, well, it's cheap to throw stuff up on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So I'm seeing that trend now. More and more people are wanting to learn more yep. and do more, and they're starting to take it really seriously, which is good. Yep. My forecast for 2024 Go. is this. Go. If you don't get at least 10 hours of your own personal content online in the next 12 months, you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sell yourself. Yeah. And you know what? Don't overthink it. Even with the trades and the construction industry, like I hear it all the time, all the time. I'm just a dumb tradie. No, No, you're not. No, you're not. Skill set that people want to see. Holy smokes! Or no one wants to see a construction site, or no one wants to see a building. Yes, they do. Yeah, TikTok videos I watch are literally people drilling holes in concrete. Literally, people love it. Honestly, a hundred percent. They love seeing the build, the manufacture. They love seeing everything. And the crustier you are, (laughs) and the most awkward you are, and the weirdest look you are, yeah. it gets eyeballs. Yes. So don't think you're a dom tradie because like, oh my God, I slap my tradies that say that to me and that's, you know. Yeah, tradies guess. got some of the best stories out there. Yes. Um, I was at a, uh, a music gig the other week with uh, one of my 18-year-old daughters and she met one of her social media influencer fangirls who just happened to be sitting in the stadium next to her and offered her a drink like yeah. crazy. This girl's got 5 million followers, right? Her name's Sue Rogan. I'd no. never <laughs> heard of her and I'm not going to drop her name no, here because no, she no. wouldn't give me a shout out so I'm not going to give yeah. her a shout out, right? <laughs> but 5 million followers, she's like, Dad, Dad, you're not going to believe it. Anyway, I, I thought, you know what, I'll jump on this girl's socials and check it out. Talk about the most boring shit I've ever seen in my life, right? Yeah. But literally every 18-year-old on the planet is following her right yes. now. And I just couldn't believe that you could create such stale, awful content and yep. still get eyeballs. So all you people out there that your small business story, your entrepreneurs, you tradies, you contractors, you mums, you wives, all of you, you guys have got a great story to tell yeah, and I reckon you should get it up there. Yeah, people love it. Like honestly, it gets so much engagement. It doesn't yep. have to be long. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to say the perfect yep. thing. Just be honest just be who you are 
And then the question that I get asked a lot is like, what if they don't like it? You know what? They're going to keep scrolling. They're going scro- to hate. Fuck them. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, what? you said that word. I know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. But you know what? Two I, campaigns in. There I we love go. this one. One day they <laughs> love me. Next day they hate me. Both days I got paid. Right. Who cares? Like I have so many people and I'm like, they'll keep scrolling. Yep. Who cares? Do it. You do you. Yeah. That's my like. I yeah. Don't care. So forecast for 2024. If we're uh, looking back in 12 months from now and you haven't got at least 10 good hours of content up there for yourself, set yourself target. You yeah. know, it might be 50 U- TikTok videos. Yeah. It might be, you know, 10 YouTube videos of one hour explaining what you do in your business. It doesn't yeah. matter. Set yourself a target for the next 12 months. And if you do that, I can promise you, you will still be in business in one year's time. Yeah. And like 100%. Right now, it's all about getting eyeballs on what you do. And yeah. there's no cheaper way to do it. And then I guarantee you, the more that you see people watching it, the more you want to do yeah. it. Yeah. 100%. So what I can forecast is for you, the government will make it harder. Yeah. The Reserve Bank will make it harder. The banks will close branches, so it gets harder to get access to cash. Mm. Digital identification, it's coming. Social credit score, it's coming. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. (laughs) I'm telling you, it ain't going to get any easier for you guys. So give yourself as much advantage as you possibly can and sell yourself. Yeah. Get ahead of the pack. And then let's also bring the community aspect back as well. I know I touch on that as well. We're all in this together. We're here. You know, we're all suffering. Well, I'll tell you who isn't suffering. Government revenues. Yes. Okay. Record, record, record in the history of this country, the government has never collected as much tax revenue as in the last 12 months. Yeah. Record tax okay. revenue. So is the government losing? No. Wow, they always get paid like the mafia. <laughs> Who else got paid? The big corporations. Yeah. Amazon didn't lose any money. Yes. Bunnies didn't lose any money. Yeah. West Farmers didn't lose any money. Mm. Coles and Woolies, they didn't no. lose any money. Yeah. You know why? Because government loves them. Yeah. So as a small business entrepreneur, you are the upstart. You are out there and you are poking the bear and you poke him with the best content you possibly can. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. In 12 months time, my forecast for you is if you follow our simple instructions for content creation and promote yourself, you will still be in business. And if you like and subscribe. <laughs> like, like and subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> and I will pop the champagne for you. I want to do us do this again in twelve months' time, Sue, and recap on our forecast. Yeah. So continue to listen to us. We've got so much insight to bring over the next twelve months as well. We'll continue our podcasts. Um, I love what we do. I love being here with you, Scotty, in the studio, and Gil too. You know, it goes all right every now and then. So. It goes all right. <laughs> yeah. And look, yeah. business owners out there, I'm cheers. going to raise my cup to cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers. We're cheers. You cheers. Yeah, cheers, Gil. <laughs> look, you guys have done it tough this year. It hasn't been uh, peaches and uh, roses for everybody. Some of you, it has been and you've planned well and credit to you. The rest of us, I think we can all learn lessons from this year. Buckle down, get tight, be good at what you do and and push on. I'm proud of every single one of you. When I hear a business success story, a small business success story out there, that makes me so happy. It makes my heart burst. Yeah. And just be brave. Be brave. Be bold. Face it. Don't give a fuck what people think. <laughs> That's what I say. I don't care who likes me and doesn't. I'm out doing me every single day. Well, you wouldn't do it any other way, sir. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. Or oh, this month, so I think it's... it's I know. Um, it's been an absolute <laughs> cracker. 
to do. I've really enjoyed unpacking this year. Yeah. Thank you, Sue, for 2023. Thank you. Roll and on to 2024. 100%. And thank you to all our listeners. And we've got some great feedback. And I know that you guys are loyal too. So Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button. Make yeah. sure you leave us a positive review. If there's one thing you can do for us in 2023, that's leave a positive review. Yes. And uh, we'll take that feedback and we'll push on into next year. Yeah. So you guys have a great Christmas. We love you all. Take a break. Shout you out know, to the community. Spend it with family and friends. Relax. Scale back a bit. Yeah. Just... Giddy up for 2024. Have some shampoos. Forget about it. Forget about this year. Just put it behind you. Don't trust uh, Scotty with a champagne bottle. Yeah, sorry about you. Yeah. that one. Like it's tough, eh? Yeah, I know. It's not bruising up if no. that's any kind of, uh, any it's consolation. Okay. I'll get him off air. That's fine. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap it up. All right, okay. guys. Take care. We'll see you in the new year. See you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on the Nuts and Bolts podcast. If you found value in our conversation, make sure you subscribe, rate and review. We appreciate your support as it helps us reach more of our community. Keep up with us for more insights into the construction industry and remember, together we're building the future. Until next time.